Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Guys, we are heading into draft season. I can't freaking wait. It, it like it fills me with joy to be able to talk so in-depthly about something that uh, is a made-up event that consumes our attention, starting with my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my co-host for every episode, professional better, Simon Hunter. Aloha, Simon. Aloha, Chad. Yes, people can definitely tell our excitement compared to last year. When there's a draft with a bunch of quarterbacks, Chad, we obsess about it. It's just such an, it's so nice. We have good quarterbacks in a draft. Compared to last year, we were like, is he going to be the first offensive lineman taken? Which, yeah, me and you might like, but. The average fan's like, I do not care about offensive linemen. So definitely this year has been fun. All the trade rumors, all the drama. Woo! Three quarterbacks. No one really still knows who's going number one. Um, it, it, it's uh, it's getting pretty crazier with what? We got 25, 20, 20 days left till the draft. So uh, getting close. I can't freaking wait. It fills me with joy. It's like it's the most guilt free light joy to have this conversation the stakes are so low yet it's so much fun uh let's talk about some big news first okay uh we know that a lot of you listen to us through the herd podcast feed starting april 17th april 17th you will have to subscribe to the favorites feed if you want to hear this podcast i've been telling you guys for a couple months subscribe directly to the favorites feed if you want to hear this podcast, you will have to do that if you want to hear us starting April 17th. Uh, the good news is our relationship with the volume continues. We will still be on AMP. We will still be all over the volume's massive YouTube channel. Come fall, you will still hear me on the Herd podcast and other action analysts on other college football and NFL podcasts. But if you want to listen to the favorites as a podcast, Wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, you must subscribe to the favorites. We're coming off the herd feed. There's still a lot of good stuff on the herd feed. And I want to remind everybody right now, if you are not listening to Hoops Tonight with Jason Timph, who has been a regular uh, favorites podcast guest in the herd feed from the volume, you're missing the wave. He's amazing. So please do that please subscribe directly to the favorites. Simon, we're going to get into the draft right now. We're going to get into it with uh, Luke Swain, also known as Vegas Refund. He was one of our uh, co-hosts for our Action Island show all season long during the NFL season. Uh, he models, mocks, bets, organizes, thinks about the draft in an obsessive way that would make Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay feel like he is their son. Uh, and Travis Reed, he's an Action Network OG. He basically owns the Bet Labs database that we all pilfer from, profit from, mention every single episode of every single podcast of every single week during the NFL season. The guy knows. The guy freaking knows, and we're lucky to have him on the podcast. Travis? Welcome. Hey, Chad. Um, yeah, you mentioned we've kind of already been in this draft season for a couple of weeks, but uh, if your audience, it's a good time to jump in. There's still plenty of time to get down on some action now and also just start following this stuff, following the rumors on Twitter, 
uh, following the beat writers, see what they're saying about these players and try to get some good closing line value before the draft starts um, in, a, in a few weeks. Before the show today, Luke uh, sent me his uh, draft spreadsheet. Luke, I want you to explain to people how intricate, what a tapestry this is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, and I want to say the where I got the idea and a lot of credit goes to grinding the mocks, which is a separate website that basically accumulates like thousands of mock drafts. I mean, I was getting pretty annoyed with the website, even though it's great uh, because he wasn't refreshing it enough and he didn't know what mocks he was using. So I decided I'm just going to make my own mock aggregate. Um, and then there's a couple of websites that rate mocks after they happen. Um, so I accumulated all those ratings and basically I gave all the mock drafters a mock rating um, and I made my own grinding the mocks out of the best mockers and I was able to refresh it as fast as I want. And I've been doing it for a couple of years, do it for NFL and NBA. Um, and each year it's kind of progressed um, and it definitely is obsessive, but it really just creates a power rating almost as if you were making a line for an NFL game. Um, you take these mock drafts and you basically get the average out of them all. And if his over-under opens up at seven and his mock draft EDP is six and a half, like there's your edge. Um, it's not that simple, but it is a great way to form a like, foundation in terms of like your perception of what you want to look for and what will have value when it comes out um, as we go. Uh, yeah, you're a total freak. It's an amazing, uh, amazing piece of spreadsheet wizardry. Uh, I can give the other guys on here an invite too. I feel bad. I feel like they're left out right now. I'll, uh, well, I'll listen, send it over. <laughs> together, you guys are phenoms and freaks of nature, uh, which is why it's great that you're hosting an NFL draft podcast on the Action Network podcast feed. Uh, up until the draft. It's amazing content and amazing insight that will probably help people profit and learn a lot about betting on the draft. Most important question. Simon, I want you to ask the first question because you and I have been talking about quarterbacks for a while. So you ask whatever quarterback question you want of Travis and Luke right now. Who the hell is going number one? Who is going number one? Is this another Baker? Is this a Baker situation? Are we all... I think it's going to be CJ in the last minute. It's Anthony Richardson. Is it going to really be Bryce Young? I mean, from your guys' perspective, I mean, here we are in April. Who the hell is going to be the number one pick? I mean, I'll start with you, Travis. Who do you think is going to be number one? So CJ, CJ Stroud is the favorite, I think rightfully so, but I do agree that it's wide open. There's no such thing as a lock this far out. Um, and we, we've seen some mocks recently, you know, have Bryce Young go first. I, I do think Richardson is an outside shot. I think if you wanted to bet him to go number one, you needed that when it was like a hundred to one, everyone kind of jumped on that train. And now that, that value is kind of sucked out. So if you made me pick right now, I'm, I'm picking CJ Stroud. Um, but again, it's, it's not a lock. I think if you want to bet on Bryce young, that's fine. Um, but if you made me pick, I'm, I'm going with Stroud going first overall. Luke. Yeah, I've been, on Stroud for a couple months now, which like the other two have get a lot more noise where you talk about the crazy athleticism of Anthony Richardson. And then you got Bryce Young's crazy undersized. 
um, where Stroud like has been kind of under the radar just because there's less to talk about, which is exactly the reason I kind of thought he was going to go on because all the talking points on the other two guys are thought of as negatives where Stroud just doesn't have the, the narratives that are considered negative, which is exactly the reason why I think he's going number one. And we have videos out there. I think it's from, forget which platform it is about Josh McDown loving Stroud. Um, but it is every year there's this cycle where there's a favorite and then someone else becomes a favorite, which has become Stroud. And then you have the random quarterback who is Hendon Hooker all of a sudden getting hype. Um, so the odds are so sensitive that like, Stroud probably shouldn't be a minus 300 favorite. Like we don't know. Um, we will know. But like Bryce was a heavy favorite because we had multiple months of people betting into a highly sensitive market. Then all of a sudden you get the trade and everyone overreacts and the odds flip and they might start coming down because you can see some mock drafts right now starting to favor Bryce, which I don't totally buy yet, um, but it's definitely catching my attention. But if I'm putting money on it, which I wouldn't bet Stroud at his current odds, it's Stroud. So one of the most interesting pieces of news that's come out this week is Jalen Carter and his agent saying that he's not meeting with teams outside the top 10. In the spreadsheet you sent me, Luke, uh, his average big board position was six. And that was a little bit lower because McShay has him at 13 and the other mockers basically have him between three and five. Uh, his uh, ex mock expected draft position was at about seven. So do you think that Jalen Carter falls out of the top 10? Do you think people get scared away by the character issues? Where's the value in making a bet on Jalen Carter right now? So I don't think he gets out of the... 10 where Jeremiah was actually just on the Pat, Mc, Pat McAfee show. And he said that he's not taking meetings outside the top 10 because the Eagles gave him a promise if he gets there. Uh, so I think it is the top 10, but the only reason he's even at six on the big board rankings is because McShay, like one of his stances has been against Jalen Carter's character. Like he was the first one to come out before any of the like the arrest in the car like the speeding to whatever it was came out and everyone was kind of calling him crazy and no one had like he was correct and he stood on that hill so I, I do think his ranking you have to take with a grain of salt where these issues any other player he's falling out of the first round probably but Carter is that much of a freak and he fits the Seahawks and the Lions so well with what they need and how they play uh, there is a guy, Rob Statton, who is a Seahawks blogger and probably one of like the more respected people that I tune into on what they write. And he has a firm stance on them not taking the Seahawks, not taking Carter at five uh, because of the character issues and because of, I guess, Snyder and his new outlook on who he's drafting with character. Because everyone thinks that the Seahawks are taking love these questionable character players based off of their history. Um, and if it wasn't for Rob Statton having this strong stance, I would be all over the under seven and a half right now, uh, but I just can't. Um, I just, I think he's going to go to the Seahawks or Lions. Um, I don't even think he makes it to the Bears or Eagles. He's hmm. that good. That's fascinating. But like the mocks and the problem with the mocks right now is we have the Cardinals at three and they haven't traded yet. 
where all the mock drafts who aren't making trades, which I love, I hate trades, are putting Will Anderson at three. And then you have Jalen, Tyree, et cetera, at four and five, where if the Cardinals, as we expect, make a trade, you assume a team's going into three for a quarterback, which if one, two, three, four go quarterback, that is pushing everyone up. But right now, Will Anderson's going three in mocks. With the trade, he would go five. So if he goes five, then you got Jalen Carter at six, and guys like Tyree just get pushed back, um, which is the problem, which I think is why we haven't gotten as many over-unders as we want. But to me, the Raiders are the Raiders and Eagles are the two dominoes that decide the entire draft. All right, Simon, earlier in the show, Travis mentioned following now for rumors and things like that. Uh, so Simon first, then Travis. We talked about green on Green Dot Daily the other day. Uh, some rumors with Tennessee potentially moving up to number three. Uh, you like the combination of Tennessee at number three and that bet. Uh, how are rumors playing into how you're making decisions about betting right now? Yeah, the the we bet a lot off rumors. I think me and you joke all the time. It it's really is this time of year is who you know because a lot of people are going to feed you bad info. And there's going to be some people that are giving you really good info. They're not going to just keep it for themselves because you're going to trade information with them. And I feel like it came out, you know, that Vrabel has been interested interested in these quarterbacks, right? He's been going to their pro days. And then we've kind of seen odds shifting this week. And it's because more and more noise is being heard now of, you know, Tennessee wants to be in that third spot. There's a quarterback they like in this draft. And when you look at their division, it makes sense, right? We're talking about Tennessee has gotten there. They were at one point, they were arguably the best in the AFC, right? They were the one seed. They weren't the best team, but they'd gotten that one seed. It kind of fell apart from there. Now everything's falling apart, right? They're get, they got rid of AJ Brown. Derrick Henry's kind of past his prime now. Most of us assume he'll be traded this year or this is his final season in Tennessee. It seems like a team that'll be in need of a quarterback. So it's making sense where people keep saying they're going to trade into that third spot. And the fact that they do love Anthony Richardson. So to me, if Bryce Young falls to that three spot, if Anthony Richardson falls to that three spot, easily could see them being a team that goes in there and gets that pick. So to me, I'm not sure you hear what Travis is say about it, but you know they're plus 230 right now to make that pick at the third spot um, at FanDuel. And to me, you know, they're a team that it makes sense in that division. You got Trevor Lawrence. So if they move in that three spot, they'd have Houston ahead of them, which will obviously is drafting a quarterback, we think, or they maybe they're they're not. Then you have them in the three spot. Then right behind them, you have the Colts. So um, pretty crazy. AFC South are all going in on quarterbacks. They're all, you know, trying to make that next move. I just, I, I want to believe it's Tennessee, but like people keep saying, it's all rumors, Chad. Everything we're hearing now is just strictly rumors, nothing set in stone. So the reason I'm betting is just feels like good value at 230. When there's smoke, there's fire. There's a lot of smoke right now in Tennessee moving into that three hole. So what do you think about this going on right now, Travis? Yeah, I agree with you. And, and it's a good point with India four, because if you do make that trade, you prevent them from getting that third quarterback, which there's a clear tier of those top three and then Levis at four. So if you get into that third spot, you prevent one of your division rivals from getting that. So it makes a lot of sense of why they do that. You mentioned smoke. There's a lot of smoke. They don't like Tannehill. They drafted Malik Willis. That didn't work out. He got benched for Josh Dobbs. Like, so their quarterback is just a mess. So it makes sense, like, why they are desperate for a quarterback. So I, I think that trade up makes a lot of sense. Um, 
kind of the anti-smoke, I guess, was the Raiders early. Maybe they would be the one that trade up. Now it seems like that has cooled off where they're just going to stick with Garoppolo as maybe as a bridge year, gap year to maybe next year um, or maybe even wait for two. So I think if, you know, if Vegas is out, it's really just between do the Colts want to trade up one spot? We've seen that happen before, too, just to ensure you get your quarterback. And it might just be Arizona playing those two teams off of each other as well. Like, hey, we're trying to get the best deal out of one of these two. We know one of you needs a quarterback. Give us your best offer. Travis, give me your best, your most favorite bet right now on the draft that you've either made or are still looking to make and are waiting on value. Uh, Well, the best one we made was on our podcast a few weeks ago was when Stroud was an underdog to be the number one pick. Um, So that's the best one. And that's where I kind of mentioned the closing line value early. As far as best, like right now that you can still make, I I still think Jackson, Smith, and Jigba um, for first receiver overall, about minus 200. He's pretty clearly in that he's going to go first. There's a wide gap. Um, I'm not privy to Luke's magical spreadsheet yet, but I'm assuming it has has a similar gap between him and the second uh, best receiver. So I I still think that's a bet you can make right now that shows plenty of value. Uh, All the question marks were about his health and everything because he didn't, he missed a lot of the season. Those have pretty much gone away. So I think he's pretty clearly that top receiver in this class. And I still think he's a value. You guys get into this because you find the value or you love the draft so much. And this sort of became a way to study it. No, because it's the only thing you can bet on where you can find out the answers to the test before you take it. It's that easy. Like you can bet on that. You can have the perfect bet in a football game and Josh Allen gets hurt on the first play. And that bet is done where the amount of variables in that scenario compared to something like the NFL draft where Goodell just has to take that card to the podium. It's not even comparable. Um, if in like Simon said, like if you have good info, if you are doing your due diligence, like a minus 200 bet in the draft, very well, might as well be minus infinity. Like a minus 200 bet in the draft doesn't equal a minus 200 bet in a regular sports game. Um, if you have info or you feel confident and everything aligns, like minus 200, minus 300, whatever it is, like might as well be minus infinity because like, you know what's going to happen. Um, and the most important thing to take when you're betting on the draft is your personal opinion does not matter. Like you're not the one making these picks. Your job is to figure out the front office and what they're going to be doing. Like if you think player X is better than player Y and you're going to bet player X because you watched all his YouTube highlight videos or whatever it is, you think he's going to go here. Just stop. Just put your phone down and don't bet that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like the NFL and the NBA draft are the only two things where you can get the outcome and you can bet off of it. Um, and I think books are, it just scares me because I love it and it can, it's very profitable. Um, but every year that passes, I'm terrified that they're just going to stop offering them um, because like, we've seen books like Circa offered the biggest menu of NFL draft props the next year. They didn't offer them at all. Points bet off for the biggest menu last year. This year, they're not offering them. <laughs> um, so 
Um, it's a very advantageous and niche market. Um, and with all these states becoming legal, uh, Ohio is offering them, Massachusetts is offering them. Um, you can definitely make some money. Well, Simon, do you feel the same way? I always think back to the Mac Jones, Trey Lance at number three bet that you made and being on it, but also you were not feeling like you knew the answers to the test when they called the name because you were pretty anxious and I think blacked out and that didn't actually hear the name. Yeah, that was unique though. That was one of those where it was literally me telling everyone they were wrong and it's a million people saying, who the hell are you? Like who? And that's, that was a fair argument against me. It was just like, all right, I get it. I'm not some Todd Michelle. I'm not on ESPN telling you, no, Mac Jones is going third overall. The deal is done with the 49ers. And, you know, Chris Sims, he was leading that parade the whole time. So that was definitely a unique scenario where I had info that all that was just BS and that Trey Lance was their guy. And then a week before, it was like, oh, no, this is legit. This is definitely Trey Lance. And the books were way off. I think even before – an hour before, I even have this memory, it was still plus 175 over three and a half for Mac Jones. So literally the books had no idea either. They were still all in that Mac was going to be a third pick. So that was one of those where it's like, that's why I started doubting myself, Chad, where it's like, holy shit, I am. I, I do think you were, there was a moment where you were very right. Like, I think the Niners traded up for Mac and changed their mind, yeah. which I think is very similar to what the Panthers could have going on right now. Um, and that's what I was honestly about to get to where like, I'm feeling confident. If Bryce young goes number one, I'm easily looking at a six figure loss easily. So that's one of those where I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't be stressed out because a lot of rumors or a lot of noise are Bryce is going to go number one. And I've been making bets for about two months now that he wouldn't be. So that's definitely going to be a draft year. I'm going to be stressing just like the other one where um, I did, like Chad said, I I heard them say Mac Jones to the 49ers. Like I was that broken mentally from not sleeping, having way too much money on it. So I'm stopping myself because I'm honestly, I, I did a hedge on CJ and I was just like, all right, I have a position now. I still believe I am right that Bryce won't be going number one. But like the guys talked about, you really never know. Until we see, you know, until we wake up Thursday morning on draft day and I see CJ minus 500 or off the board, then I'll feel good. Until then, it still might be Bryce Young. So that's why I feel like this draft's really fun and exciting right now because we we there's other positions like these guys talk about. There's a couple of things we already kind of know, things we're trying to fill out here. No one knows what's about to happen as number one pick. And that's what we love in these kind of drafts where you can make a lot of money uh, going contrarian and kind of fading the public in these drafts. Or, you know, you can trust the info you're giving from the general public and the books. Like like Vegas just talking about, the books get killed a lot of times. So as much as I, I love the draft, it's it's tough where a lot of these books might limit you to 100 to $200. So that's one of those I try to tell people, you find a good number shop around you have to shop around the uh, we always talk about shopping around the draft is tenfold so we're sponsored by FanDuel we're going to talk FanDuel lines please please shop around because different books will have different lines for all these kind of bets yeah uh can't emphasize that enough like Luke said the draft is so volatile books are always changing their feelings and strategy when it comes to booking bets for the draft uh they are available in different mar- what the markets that are available are different 
from book to book and state by state. Um, Travis and Luke, have you seen a lot of or any draft position over-unders posted at any books? If not, when do you think we can expect to see that? I haven't seen it yet. Um, Yes, DraftKings has. I think DraftKings has like five up right now, um, which at this time last year we had way more. Um, And I think it has to do with the Cardinals um, or they're just, I mean, they're definitely coming soon. Um, DraftKings has Will Anderson, Anthony Richardson, Jalen Carter, Christian Gonzalez, and Broderick Jones, and Zaya Flowers, which was random as hell. Um, But books now, and what I've noticed the last year is two years ago, if they get money, they'd be moving like the line. So if it opened at 10, 10 and a half, they'd go to 11 and a half, 12 and a half, et cetera. Uh, Now they're just juicing the hell out of them. So instead of moving the line, they're just making the side that's getting bet minus 400 and almost like kind of blocking people out, um, which currently every over under is heavily juiced. Um, The only one Broderick Jones opened up at 12 and a half. Now it's 13 and a half. Um, But I think we're going to start seeing them um, with basketball ending. We're getting close. It's uh, definitely should please. Cause that's, that's where that's my bread and butter are the over-unders. So. You uh, are there, this is an interesting question because we know people are listening to this podcast because we are market movers. We are market makers. We see it happen. Tell me the bet you've made so far that you're most excited about and the bet you're tracking. The bet that I made that I'm most excited about probably Titans quarterback. Like that's like if Titans go QB and it's Levis or AR, like I might need to be revived because I'll be that excited. Um, tracking right now. I've, I've a lot of bets. Um, the one I do like, which I took a little bit of it, but Eagles to go offensive line is one that I'm starting to feel really strongly about, um, which I think it was plus 500 a couple of days ago. Um, it's come down a little at like plus 400, but I do think Skaronsky at 10, if he's there, which I think the Bears are going to go Paris, um, as long as the Raiders don't go all line, which I think the, the Raiders are very much in best player available mode. So I don't see them going Paris where Bears go Paris. Skaronsky just makes so much sense at 10 for me. Um, where like Lucas Van Ness, is the very trendy pick, which we are at peak like groupthink mock draft mode right now, which is the most copycat product that exists. And in a generally considered weak class, there has never been a more dangerous groupthink um, that can exist in terms of what the consensus is, where normally if I player five through seven, in every other draft, they're, they're just they are ranked five, six, seven. It's, it's that's that. Where this year, five through seven is a whole different ball game. Um, the, the the middle of this portion um, compared to other years is not as strong. And one team could have this player at the top of their board, and another team could have the same player at the bottom of their board. Um, so, but chaos creates opportunity when betting the draft. If there was no chaos we would have nothing to bet. They'd just be offering minus a million lines. So um, it makes it more leverageable, but just 
we need the over-unders, like, please. And I'm almost, I, I'm like, I stopped asking because I feel like we're pushing them away. Um, but we're getting close. No, my favorite thing I saw that would just make the whole thing go to hell. Everyone's mock draft would be the Seattle Seahawks taking Robinson, the running back from Texas at pick five. That would just be everything I dream oh. of, pure chaos, where it's like all all the analytic people absolutely hate it. And then anyone that did a mock draft absolutely hate it because be like, why is this guy going this high? But I'm I'm in agreement with a lot of guys. I have him ranked as my third best player in this draft. I mean, he is one of the best running backs I've ever seen coming out of college. So as much as I'm shitting on people mocking him to the Eagles at pick 10, I get it. Like this kid, he literally is like Adrian Peterson. He has a unique running style and he's really hard to bring down. So this, I love this draft. That's why I'm excited. We're going to break it down these next couple of weeks. Cause this is a really, really fun draft. A lot of moving pieces and a lot of, you know, people just don't know, like you just said, five through seven, everyone has different mocks. Everyone's kind of moving pieces around different players in different spots. All it takes is one guy outside people's top 10 to come into that top, you know, five, seven through seven. That'll shake up everyone's mock draft. So just a really, really crazy year it's heading into. Dijon right, might have the ahead, widest Josh. range of outcomes of any player in this draft. Um, Robinson. Yeah, Bijan Robinson could go third. He could go 25th. He could go a lot of teams in between. Because um, it really just depends on how much these teams are buying into analytics that running backs don't matter at all and not to take one in the first round versus their tape guys that look at them and go, yeah, but he can do this and he can do that. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see where he goes. We talked about this. We think he's one of the few guys you probably can't bet be- because he has that such wide range yeah. of outcomes. Like you can't, whatever his over under is, it, like you said, it could be five under, it could be five over. It, he's the toughest prospect to nail down where to go just because we don't know where the NFL values the running back position right now. God. I mean, I, I can <laughs> Jeremiah. Remember- Jeremiah had the, I, we've been on Bijan. Jeremiah had the greatest quote over the combine where if you're a team that is win now mode, it's okay to take a running back. Where if you're not winning now, you're just wasting his prime years. Uh, where teams like the Lions, which I see, I see a couple of Lions, like Lions and Eagles, I think are the trendy Bijan picks because they are in win now. Um, but anywhere else, it's just he's like breaking standard deviation. But you imagine on the lines though, or the Eagles, that would be amazing. Oh, it would be. A, I would love to see it. <laughs> like, so why wouldn't the Lions or Eagles do that? It makes, it, as you think about it, it makes total sense. They are stacked. They have two picks, and they have two picks too. Yeah, and- they're stacked along the offensive line. You take a flyer with one of those picks. You take a guy who could be a transcendent talent and make your team better immediately. Because you know these running backs. The last four years at the most. Look at Ezekiel Elliott. He was he gained 1,800 yards one year. The next year, he's toasted. The Eagles are the most like analytical draft like draft team there is. Where, like, I think I saw a tweet where it's like it's O line D line. That's all that Howie is, does. Yeah, it's like is Bijan good enough that they throw away the analytics? Um, which Lions at 18, I think, makes sense. That's like his sweet spot. Eagles, like he won't be there for the Eagles' second pick. At 10 is another sweet spot. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be he's that good. I'd I'd love to see it. I don't see him making it out of the 20s, though. I just don't. He's gonna end up on like the least fun team, like the Falcons or something. Like it'll Ugh. just ruin all the hype. <laughs> well, then he'll just disappear forever. We'll never hear from him. <laughs> 
all right, fellas, I think we got everything we need from the draft, at least for this week, until we get to it again uh, in a couple of weeks. A reminder, thanks to Travis Reed. Thanks to Luke Swain. Thanks to Matt Mitchell for producing the podcast. A reminder of a couple things. One, we are off next week. Reminder, we are off next week. So the next time you hear us, it will be because you are subscribing directly to the Favorites podcast feed. If you want to hear this podcast, we're leaving the Herd feed. Subscribe directly to the Favorites feed. We will still be on AMP. We will still be uh, appearing on volume podcasts, including the Herd and others. We will still be uh, part of their YouTube page. You must subscribe directly to the Favorites. If you want to hear this podcast, do it through Spotify, through Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until that time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.